Hi, I'm Dan Krinas, host of the Leader of Learning podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And again, this is a this is a job about people and relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, curriculum and all of that, and all of that's important. But the relationships and the people. If I don't know that that teacher's uh, daughter might have breast cancer, if I don't know that, and I don't ask, hey, teacher A, you know, how is your daughter today? Forget your lesson. How is your daughter? How is your progress? Do you need to leave early? Do you need something? If I don't know that, and I don't ask that. You think she cares about the Spanish lesson? Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. You know, during my 12-year teaching career, it seemed like there was always something throwing off my lesson plans, mindset, or goals. And when I began to burn out and tried to talk about it, all I heard was join the club, go for a walk, have a glass or three of wine. This is just the way it is. The current challenges you're facing distance learning, new technologies, higher expectations, discipline issues, a personal crisis, a global pandemic. All of these challenges make your everyday life seem unmanageable. Until now. Teacher Burnout has been hacked and the book is here. In Hacking Teacher Burnout, I share my eight-step process that shines a light on burnout as an opportunity for growth and change. And in it, I empower you to become burned in a fulfilled, happy, efficient, and effective teacher in the classroom and in life. You'll learn the steps you can take to take action steps based on your burnout type. Feel ready for the next challenge. Thrive, not just survive, personally and professionally. Feel ready for and learn how to grow through your burnout and so much more. Hacking Teacher Burnout is here and ready for you to order on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. So go check it out or go to hackingteacherburnout.com to learn more and place a bulk order for your staff. Take a deep breath because you're about ready to do something big for your burnout. Burn on. Hello there, Burn In Teachers, and welcome to episode 89 of the Burn In Teacher Podcast, one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. I'm your host, Amber Harper, and I empower burned out teachers to believe that they deserve and can achieve a happier and more fulfilled career and life with my eight-step burned in process. And that ball of energy that you just heard on the intro is Andrew Murata. Andrew Murata is an energetic and enthusiastic leader who has put his positive imprint on his beloved Port Jervis High School in Port Jervis, New York. With the release of his first book, The Principal, Surviving and Thriving, Andrew is expanding his impact on the education leadership community. He's also a fellow education podcast network podcaster. So I asked Andrew to come on to the show today because he has such energy, and as you can tell by the title of this episode, Bring on the Energy and Empathy, 
he brings a balance of both. He has a keep rolling mindset and, you know, don't stop, keep going. However, he also leads with empathy, which is something that I think we all need. And if you listen to last week's episode, episode 88, all about, you know, nobody has it all together and, you know, that we have to open up these conversations and be honest about our challenges, he is the type of principal that I would want. Somebody who listens and shows empathy, but is also going to keep me moving forward. You know, in these times, like I said last week, where you just want to sit and mope or, you know, just sit in your isolation, he's somebody who's going to be a cheerleader. He's also going to share a story of extreme hardship in his life where he himself was really grateful for a leader who led with empathy as well. You know, I think it's really interesting how he models that inward ripple effect that I've talked about before, where if a principal takes care of the teachers, the teachers are then able to better care for their students. So I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Here is my interview with Andrew Murata, also known as Alada Murata. And when you listen to this interview, you'll know why. All right, Mr. Murata, thank you so much for joining us today on the Vernon Teacher Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Amber, it's great to be on. I love your message. I love what you're doing. And I'm certainly excited about your book. I can't wait to read it. Oh, thank you so much. That's so nice of you to say. And you are a fellow education podcast networker. So I'm so excited for, for you to be, you know, part of this podcast um, as we move forward. And so tell us a little bit about you and how you came into education. Is it something you always wanted to do and how you, you know, how you transitioned into your profession as a principal? Yeah. Well, Andrew Murata, uh, Port Jervis, New York. I live up in the Northeast uh, from New York City originally. And uh, as a college uh, student athlete, I worked summer basketball camps and I fell in love with that interaction, coaching the kids, right? And you teach a kid how to do a layup, but then all of a sudden he does the layup in the game and he turns to you and he says, ah, I did it. And, and I was like, wow, that, you know, that was cool. I, I could do that. How, how can I always teach summer basketball camp, right? How can I always do that? How can I coach basketball? And then I got into teaching. My, my family comes from a background of science. Uh, I taught science and, um, uh, you know, we moved my family from New York City to the Northeast and uh, certainly talking about raising a family. I see you married your high school sweetheart. Well, I married my high school sweetheart. And, uh, so you know, in order, in order for me to, to you know, provide for the family, I took the leap to administration um, and, and my wife was able to be home with the kids. Uh, but I fell in love with the role, right? I fell in love with this community here in Port Jervis. Uh, I've been the principal and assistant principal now 16 years. And uh, it's just a great place. You know, we're about an hour and a half northwest of New York City. And, um, you know, we've come a long way here. Um, mm. You know, our graduation rate used to be in the low 60s, and now we're in the high 80s. You know, certainly we want to get to 100%, but that next leap, we're looking to graduate our, our students 90% or higher. But, uh, you know, it's a journey. And sometimes there's ups. And as you know, with your message, sometimes there's downs. So yeah. Uh, so so let's talk about the downs. And actually, let me let me make sure I'm clear. So are you a high school principal? I am a high school principal. Okay. Yeah, Fort Jervis, New York. Yeah. Fantastic. So you wrote a book called The Principal Surviving to Thriving. So does this book sort of was this did you write this out of your own struggle with burnout as a principal or, you know, what kind of motivated you to write, to write this book and share your, your journey with the world? Yeah. So I used to, uh, thanks for asking. Amber. I used to ref college basketball 
And I love that too. That was another passion of mine. And I don't know, as we're getting older here, right, you look at your impact on people and how you're helping people. And, you know, while I enjoyed refereeing, I wasn't helping anybody else in their lives. I wasn't influencing them. And, uh, you know, here, uh, it's a long story, but quick, you know, someone motivated me to write the book. They said, Andrew, you're an expert. You should do it. And I'm like, I can't write a book. I'm busy. I got three kids. I'm a college basketball referee. I'm a high school principal. I can't do it. I don't have the time. He said, you don't have to write the book. He said, just write down everything you do as a principal. Mm -hmm. So uh, I got ADD. It's a superpower, not a curse. Uh, (laughs) But uh, on the way home from that presentation, I talked to Tex. I had about 70 of the tips. And then the next day in school, I had about 30 of the tips. And then so in less than 24 hours, I had 100 of the tips. And then I realized I had something there. Um, but then, you know, again, there's a lot of support for educators. There's not a lot of how-to for principals, right? Mm-hmm. You might have been a great teacher. You, you might have been a good dean. Like, there's no real, like, well, this is how you do it as principals. So I said, well, let me, let me put out what worked for me. It might not work for you, but it, it worked for me. And, and that was kind of where it all, it all came from. Yeah, it's kind of that idea of that what's maybe common knowledge to you is profound knowledge for somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, maybe something that you're doing and they don't know, and I was happy to share it and mm-hmm. you know, pass that message along. So the title of the book is The Principle Surviving and Thriving, 125 Points of Wisdom, Practical Tips, and Relatable Stories for All Leaders. Do you think that's also um, applicable to teachers at all? Certainly now, Amber, right? People are just surviving. We're in the pandemic. We're kind of teaching now hybrid. Our teachers are divided. And mm-hmm. Sure, right? People might look at those great teachers and say, they got it all together. They're, they're perfect, right? They, they got everything. Why can't I be like that? Well, it's not perfect. We all know that, right? Like that, that picture of the iceberg, it looks perfect up top, but it's got that huge bottom. Mm-hmm. Or, or the great picture we've seen, what success looks like. It's a straight line with an arrow, right? But it really looks like this. Right. Um, yeah, I think teachers live that every day, every period, every interaction. Absolutely. And we never know what people are truly struggling with, right? Yeah. On, on the underside of that iceberg, right? We never know what battles other people are facing. So speaking of battles, have you ever had a, a bout of burnout? Have you ever struggled either as a leader or as a teacher? Have you ever been challenged by, by being a burned out teacher or a burned out administrator? Yeah. And again, I, you know, I love your message. That's why we connected. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I just, I love that you have that resource there. You know, Amber, I, I grew up in a very competitive uh, family, a very competitive athletic situation. Uh, playing college basketball, and then I, I taught science, right? The, the lesson of survival of the fittest. Uh, I think back to my high school tryouts, high school basketball, right? There was 100 kids, right? Everyone's looking around like, oh, you know, and, and they took 12, and, and I made the team, right? But I always just, I was always fighting to get up that ladder. Always, always, you know, basketball, you're going to get cut. When I was a college basketball official, if you weren't at your A game, you would get cut. You wouldn't get the game. You wouldn't get it. So I come from a very competitive situation, right? So while I certainly have struggled with uh, times where I wasn't at my best or am I doing the right thing? Is my message getting through? Mm -hmm. I I really, you know, I'm a believer of every day is a new day. Uh, We're on a journey. 
right? As long as you keep putting your first, uh, your foot forward, mm-hmm. right? As long as you keep going, don't quit, can't fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are times where we fall. There are times where we struggle. And even the people who look like they got it all together, right? People say that about me. And I'm like, what? You know, I'm struggling just like you are. But um, I, I don't know if there was one specific time. Certainly coming to Port Jervis, battling against the, this is how it is here. You know, for example, smoking, right? Mm-hmm. Smoking was a big hurdle in our building. And you know, people said, hey, they've been smoking in that place for you know, 100 years and they'll be smoking the next 100 years. Like, it's impossible. Why, why are you messing with that? Kids wouldn't go into the bathroom. Uh, but I just, I also believe if you keep showing up, if you keep, you know, going uh, and you keep rolling with it, they're surviving and thriving, right? You, you get to where you want to go. I, I believe it's not what you're going through, it's where you're going to. While I never said, you know, I'm burned out, <sighs> Um, you know, the next day there was basketball practice. The next, you know, mm-hmm. refereeing taught me that lesson too, right? If I had a rough game, if I was exhausted, I drove home four hours afterwards. I got home at two in the morning in an icy night in the Northeast and I had to get up at five and go to work. What was I going to do? You know, not go? Like you just, I don't know. That, that energy keeps me going. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud to be on your program and share my logo, right? I developed that logo. Um, I put the AM with the heart in the middle, right? Like keep that heart going. But then the E's on the outside are excellence, effort, effort, energy, and enthusiasm, right? I've listened to a number of your podcasts where guests talked about strategies on how to get through. Those are mine, right? If you show up with energy and enthusiasm, are you you being successful? And and my answer is yes. It doesn't take a special talent. It doesn't take uh, a lot. You showed up with energy and enthusiasm. And, and to me, that goes a long way. So I don't think there's one specific thing about burnout. I think it's an everyday challenge. And uh, mm. some nights I'm crawling into bed, you know, so, you know, and uh, you get up the next day, you keep going. Well, there's a couple of things that you said that are really, really interesting to me. So here's, you, you remind me a lot of Tony Robbins. Are you familiar with him? I, I, I think I've heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> So he's a motivational speaker. He's like the motivational speaker and and leader of personal development. But he talks a lot about, you know, if you want to change your stress, if you want to get out of stress and anxiety, and we are always in our life, we are always going to be faced, maybe not all the time, hopefully not all the time, but we are sometime in our life going to be faced with significant amount of stress and pressure, right? And he says that, you know, one of the main things that you can do to begin to get out of that stressful situation is change your state. And it sounds like to me that you have some coping mechanisms that help you to, to change your state. For example, you, you said that, you know, if you had a rough day, you've got basketball practice. So it sounds like you, you have things that you look forward to, you know, things that bring you joy that you consistently are, are focusing on, you know, this is not, the only thing in my life, it's a part of my life and I have other things to do. Is that, is that true? That's a great uh, point, Amber. Um, You know, again, people say, well, how did you referee and be a principal? Like they're both really stressful jobs. But when I was on the court, I wasn't thinking about maybe a difficult phone call I had with a parent or uh, maybe a difficult interaction with somebody. I'm focused on the game. Uh, if I had a bad call, right, a tough game, something happened in the game, the next morning I'm at school, I'm saying the Pledge of Allegiance, I'm greeting kids. Like, you're 100% right. 
And I'm also a believer of movement, right? Like today was a beautiful day. I get outside, you walk, but uh, Dr. Rob Gilbert, a sports psychologist in uh, Montclair, State, uh, Montclair State University in New Jersey, uh, he's, he's a mentor of mine, a big fan of his. He always said, your actions change your attitudes, your motions change your emotions, and your movements change your moods. And uh, yeah, I think every day teachers, right? Those kids come in, you might, you might not feel well, you might not be into it, but sometimes you gotta do it, right? What do athletes do? They, they, they get warmed up. Well, teachers, get your, you're on stage, you gotta perform. And sometimes you gotta act as if, right? Maybe you don't feel it, you gotta act as if. So uh, yeah, but certainly uh, getting and doing something different and looking forward to that next thing, you're spot on. I love that. And that sort of goes into the E of burned in, which is extend your reach and possibilities. So teaching isn't the only thing, it is the thing for part of your day, mm -hmm. right? So you already kind of, you already sort of went into one of the, one of the teaching points that you wanted to, to talk about today was that you got to bring the energy, even if you have to fake it. Here's the angle I'm going to come at you with though, Mr. Murata. If I am burned out and I am at a, what I consider a stage zero, where you are isolated, ashamed, you're miserable, you don't see the point in teaching, you're so overwhelmed, you don't see yourself really doing anything else, you don't know what else you'd want to do, but you are just, you're thinking about how impossible this job is and how hard it is and how exhausted you are. If if you were to come to me and say, you got to bring the energy, you know, like you come to me with this, you know, can do attitude, I may not receive that very well because I'm at such a low point. Have you ever experienced that with a teacher? And, and how do you help to motivate teachers that are just so low? And I, I'm, I mean, I'm talking crying in your car on the way to teach yeah. low. How do you help and support a teacher that is there in that space? Because that is a very dark place to be, especially when you're working with kids and, you know, and, and people don't want to be in that state, right? But when they're there, they are deep in it. So, Amber, so how would you help somebody like uh, that? You're, you're dialed in. You can tell you're good at what you're doing and, and just, you, you know, because that happens, right? And even you just meeting me here, you know, sometimes, you know, my nickname, Alada Marada. It's not for everybody. <laughs> sometimes people got to say, hey, you know, back it up. My wife is a guidance counselor and I'm blessed to have her in my life because she, she said, you're not everyone's cup of tea, right? Mm -hmm. and, I, and, I have, and so number one, you know, you got you to gotta look within. I know that about myself. I can be a little too much sometimes. Um, but another tool that I would suggest for your listeners, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, I use it in my presentations. We actually showed my whole school, staff and students last year. It's called the Empathy Film. You could easily find it on YouTube, type it in the Empathy Film. And it has every, you know, it has scenes going around with, with good music, but then everyone, there's a blurb over their head. There's a little blurb over their head and it says, this person lost their job. This person's parents struck them last night. This person didn't have anything to eat last night. Uh, this person is, uh, you know, was just diagnosed with cancer, right? And it was a blurb over everyone's head. Well, while I, I don't have a magic mind, I try to see the blurb over everyone's head. I try to see it in their actions. Um, and again, this is, a, this is a job about people and relationships, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, curriculum and all of that, and all of that's important, but the relationships and the people. If I don't know that that teacher's uh, daughter might have breast cancer, if I don't know that, and I don't ask, hey, 
teacher A, you know, how is your daughter today? Forget your lesson. How is your daughter? How is your progress? Do you need to leave early? Do you need something? If I don't know that and I don't ask that, you think she cares about the Spanish lesson? Mm -hmm. She might on the surface, right? But that's what the film is called, Under the Surface, right? We mentioned the iceberg. Um, Amber, if I could tell a story, it had a deep Please. impact on my life. Uh, I had a superintendent that I worked with. His name is John Exanthus. Um, and he was the superintendent for Port Jervis in many years, for many years here. And uh, back in 08, uh, I had done my third marathon with my dad, the New York City Marathon. You could also look up this story on YouTube, Joe Marotta Marathon. It is, if you want to be touched, you want to be moved, Joe Marotta Marathon. So my dad, we did his third marathon. He was blind um, from, from diabetes surgery. He's a kidney transplant. He had diabetes, again, legally blind. But he's doing his third marathon with me and my brother. And uh, long story short, my dad passes away after our third marathon, right at the end. He finished, uh, but he gets home and he had a heart attack and he passed away. So I was out, Amber, the whole week, right? It's coming up in November here in New York. Is always, you know, thinking of my dad. So I'm out the whole week of school. I'm the assistant principal at the time. Uh, I'm so exhausted, I can't even go back the next Monday. So I've been out six days. It's now the Tuesday. My dad died on a Sunday, so I'm out five days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. All of those days, I go back, 77 voicemail messages. The first one was at 6.30, the morning after my dad died. He didn't know, but it was the superintendent, John Exanthus. Andrew, how did the marathon go with your dad? I know how important it is to you. I just was checking in on it, uh, and I wanted to ask you about it. I know, I know your dad's your guy. And that's the first message I got when I got back to school after having lost him. Clearly, he didn't know he passed away. But that had such an impact on me, right? He didn't say, I need that report. Give me the attendance, uh, this thing, your grade level, graduate, none of that. He asked about my dad, who he didn't even know had passed away, how impactful that was. So that's what we got to bring to our people, right? To, to know where they are. Are they feeling down? Are they have something going on? Are they, is this, is this pandemic crushing down on them? So I, I try to think I'm aware of that. Uh, and those things have helped me along the way. Uh, but I see that, that blurb over their head. I, I'm not perfect at it, but I try to do the best I can with it. Uh, but people don't care how much you know unless they know how much you care. Mm. Well, you know, I, I, what I think is so interesting about what you just said is that you're applying this idea of relationships to, to your job as an administrator you know, to the teachers. This is so easily applicable to teachers to, you know, from teacher to student as well, you know, and like you just said, you know, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So this is, I love this idea of sort of an inward ripple effect where, you know, if you're building those relationships and you're modeling what it looks like to truly care about your teachers, teachers cannot help, but then model that for their students, yeah. you know, if they're, if they're looking at that from a learning standpoint. So another thing that you say too, and thank you so much, by the way, for sharing that story. That is very, very impactful. I mean, to just drop a line to somebody just to check in on them is huge. Just a, a, a simple text, you know, could make a world of difference to somebody's day. 15 seconds phone call, and I'm talking about it 12 years later. Mm -hmm. without crying so how about that that's yeah cool. yeah that's progress right <laughs> but i challenge you to watch it amber uh with your husband with your loved one it's got a sad ending but but it you know how lucky am i that i had my dad's last day we had a videographer with us so what happened I, i'm so blessed 
I have my dad. I got my dad's last day every day if I want. You know, uh, it's, a, it's a powerful video. Two things. Number one is that you are not taking your days for granted. You're taking advantage of every day. So I think that's really important to note too. You know, the fact that you hired a videographer, you couldn't have possibly known that, you know, that would happen, but that you captured it professionally is really, that that's such a great sort of uh, ending to that story that, that we can now watch this. I'm definitely going to be checking this out. But the other thing is, is that this leads into your second point so well, is that leading teachers with gratitude, you know, having, um, you know, having a teacher who, you know, you know, is, is challenging, just like students, you know, I've worked with teachers that are challenging to work with as a fellow teacher, but continuing to look for the good points and being grateful for them. Is, is that what you meant by that point? Tell us a little bit about, you know, how you, how you work gratitude into your everyday life. Yeah, absolutely. If you leave with gratitude, it's the greatest of all virtues. Um, again, my wife has been a big blessing for me uh, as a guidance counselor, but uh, if you always look for the good in people, if you always look for the good in the situation, uh, you're, you're going to find it, right? Uh, I know people have their faults. I have my faults, right? We all do. But you try to celebrate the good uh, and minimize the, the, the bad, right? Uh, a refereeing story, right? If you, if you knew that partner of yours was a little nervous in the game or maybe he had a bad call or wasn't that strong, but you knew you had 38 more minutes to do the game, is it better to build that person up or to kind of, you blew that call. What are you doing? You're screwing the game up. You know, we had a job to do. We had to get through it. So the same thing, teachers, right? People here. Do you point out how bad the lesson was? One of the tips in my book, uh, Amber, is, is uh, write it up, rip it up, right? We've all had a bad teacher observation. We've all had an off day. I know my people here, right? I've, I've written up the observation. I've called them in for the post-conference. And I've said, Amber, uh, you know, what did you think of the observation? They were like, oh, I didn't like it. It didn't go well. And, you know, and they read my hand. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I throw it up, throw it up. Let's do it again. I know, I know you can be better than that. You know, well, what could they say about that, right? Absolutely. So you got to leave with gratitude. You got to find the good in people. Uh, I, I keep a journal, uh, right? If you write down three things you're grateful for each day, you're going to find good things in your life. So absolutely. You know, it's interesting is that, you know, you're leading with gratitude, but it sounds like you have a little splash of grace in there as well and positive intent. You know, well, that I'm happy to hear you say that because I, I did think about coming a priest, becoming a priest one day, <laughs> but that high school sweetheart, yes, she broke me in. But really, right. What's the greater purpose here? Uh, you know, no one's going to say, man, I love how that principal helped me to task. Or I love how that principal enforced the rules in school. Or they're going to say, you know, man, uh, he really supported me. He made me a better teacher. He taught me to teach, take risks. Uh, he was in my classroom when he needed me. He, he let me go early when he needed me. You know, that, that's what people remember. Mm -hmm. um, you do the that's, best you can and forget the rest, right? Yeah, it's, that's good old Maya Angelou, right? I mean, you'll never, you won't forget what they say. You won't forget what they do, but you will remember how they made you feel, right? Absolutely. And I also believe the power of every interaction, right? Every single interaction, teacher and kid. You can't, we're wearing these masks today. You can't see their faces as well, but you can see their eyes. You can connect with them. Uh, I can make them feel a little bit better. I can't give my fist bumps, mm -hmm. but there are things that I could do to try to make people's lives, their experience here a little bit better. You know, Amber, you're the burned out teacher, the burned in teacher. I'm trying to create a place where people want to come to work. 
where right. kids want to be, right? You always hear about, they can't wait to get out of school. Well, I'm trying to make it where they can't wait to get in. They can't wait to be here. Uh, as well as our teachers too, right? Another thing about the, you know, the teacher mindset, right? I want, when I interview, I'm trying to, I'm trying to have that person dying to work here, right? Mm -hmm. It's like when you, you know, whether it's a car or a restaurant, like I, I can't wait to eat there, right? Hamilton, I don't know if you watched Hamilton on Disney, right? People couldn't wait to see it because it was that good. Yeah. Well, that's what we're trying to experience, uh, have here for teachers and for kids. Well, it sounds like what you're doing is trying to build a positive teacher brand, which is you and Burned In is understand your teacher brand, right? So, I mean, your brand is whatever your people say it is. You've touched on so many things that, I mean, you're clearly a Burned In administrator. You're, you're talking about all of the things. You're talking about your people and who you serve and how, do you, how you interact with them and having things that you're passionate about outside of school. All of those things matter so much in being just a well-rounded individual, you know, outside of just being a good teacher, but being just, just a, a happy burned in person. Right. Yeah. So the third thing that you wanted to talk about today is this keep rolling mindset. Now I have a question about this because I don't know if you've ever heard about this, but, um, you know, some people say that the key, you know, the way that you, um, forgive me. So the, the way to become really unhappy is, is not knowing where you're going and working like hell to get there, right? Or you're climbing this ladder of success, but then realizing that your ladder was up against the wrong wall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you, you know, keep rolling obviously means keep going, keep pushing, keep trying. But at what point would you advise a teacher or another leader or a student to say, hey, you're continuing to do this, this thing over and over and over again. It's not working. When do you actually tell somebody to, to stop rolling and try something new? You know, how do you gently talk about that and have that hard conversation? Yeah, great question. And, and I love the keep rolling mindset. Um, you know, I've had a lot of experiences here. So one of the things about visiting with teachers, I, I do a lot of called snapshot walkthroughs, right? 10 minute walkthroughs. They're non-evaluative. And I always look for two wows and a now, right? At least two or three things they did well, right? And then a now. Uh, I have suggestions, recommendations, and directives. We try not to get to the third one, but you know, I've had those, right? So here's a, a quick story. I had an interaction with a teacher. She'd been teaching 20 years, um, you know, great person, great teacher. Uh, but the lesson was a little flat, right? She asked the kids, right? Everybody got it, right? Yeah, everybody got it. <laughs> Well, there, but there's so many other things that you could do to check for understanding, right? Mm -hmm. So I wrote that, hey, you know, what, you know, is there a different way you could check for understanding, right? Could you try something different? Because what do kids say when you got it? Yeah, I got it, right, I got it. But you don't know that. So I gave her a few suggestions, right? And then we had a, a, a conversation about it. And she was resistant. Angie, I got to do this, I got to do that. She was resistant. And I said, but you haven't even tried it. You haven't seen your other colleagues do it. You haven't seen this. It's a best practice. How could you tell me you're too busy to do it? Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, again, difficult conversations, professional conversations. Uh, but I'm not shy. I don't know if you could tell that. I'm not shy. You know, so she left in a little bit of a, of a huff. And, I, I, you know, again, I'm trying to support her. Mm -hmm. Well, now next morning, early before school, she's a pro. She's here early. I'm here early. She's a pro. She came in. She shut the door. This is before 7 a.m., Amber. I'm like, oh, man. You know, and she, was, she had fire already in her eyes. I'm like, whoa, you know. And I knew it was about the day before. And she said, don't say anything. 
she, you know, a lot of Marana, right? It's not for <laughs> she said, don't say anything. So I'm sitting here like bracing for impact. She said, number one, I want to thank you. You didn't give up on me. You didn't lecture me. You challenged me to do something else. I need you to know you put wind in my sails. I liked it. And I'm going to go see this person. And I did blah, 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 blah. And she turned around and walked out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it made my day. It made my week. It knew, it made me know that like my message is being heard, right? And it's not what you say, it's how you say it. We challenged each other a little bit. And, and, and you know, again, 20 year veteran, right? Maybe she was a little flat that day. But that conversation, that interaction, I, you know, I don't want to beat her up. I don't want to, you did poorly. No. But I offered that and she took it, right? And then she said, I was uplifted. You put wind in my sails. If that doesn't help someone who's burning out, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So that was powerful to me. And that's where that mindset is. No matter how resistant the person is, hey, I, why don't you try it? Hey, I saw this clip. I saw your, your colleague try this. Why don't you look? It could work for you, right? You know, mm -hmm. that's just, I don't know. Those little interactions are important. And, and those things happen, right? They happen on a small level. That wasn't some grandiose professional development where you're, you're in the auditorium with everyone and everyone sit with their arms folded. That was an interaction that we had that it was just a regular day. But she, I just got in there a little bit and, and she took it and that was great. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it just sounds like you're just an active participant in your teacher's daily lives, right? And you are helping her to become an active participant in it as well. Because we don't see when we are in the weeds, we're in the trenches and we're just in day to day, you know, doing the things. We don't see things with different eyes. We don't have that different perspective. And it's always so nice. I loved it when my principal and assistant principal would walk through my room every day. I didn't look at it as threatening. I looked at it as they were genuinely trying to be an active participant in my classroom. They wanted to come in and talk to the kids and say, hey, what are you doing? And I knew they, they it was not evaluative, like you just said. It was just to be present. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that presence is the best part of, in my opinion, a teacher and administrator relationship is having that physical presence in your classroom um, daily, you know? Um, so I appreciate that so much that, that you're doing that for your teachers and having the hard conversations, just like students, like teachers don't want to be lied to, you know, if, if you truly want to be um, the best that you can be, you should be ready to get that feedback. You know, even if it's not on your evaluation or, you know, during your uh, observation uh, to want to be better. And I know, especially for those of you out there listening right now, and you're like, if my principal was in my room every day, I would literally quit. Uh, I, I really encourage you to change your, your uh, perspective on that and think of it as a way to truly help, uh, help not just yourself, but your principal to be more active in your classroom, because it makes a huge difference whenever, especially when they're, when trouble brews, right? Because you're able to, speak to the things that you've seen. 100%. And I would advise those teachers to put a little stick figure, right? Draw something, put something, stick it on the back wall. And you know, that's the principle. Right? Uh, and you're teaching every day as if they're in there because you put a little reminder to yourself. So it's no different uh, when, when you, you know, you get there. I've had kids whisper to me, uh, they never do that. They're only doing that because you're here. You know, you don't want something fake. You want it authentic but like you said if you're going in there with the message of support um you know i, I think that's good and, and visibility is very important for us as, as leaders uh, and that's something we try to do all the time 
That's fantastic. Well, I so appreciate all of the points and stories that you shared today. Andrew, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners of the Burden Teacher Podcast today before we take off? Yeah, you know what? Again, back to your message, right? I'm so glad you're doing this for teachers. I can't wait to have you on my program uh, uh, coming up in a few months, but this message needs to get out because it's a journey. Again, that marathon with my dad, you know, those were a lot of miles. And he was having that heart attack at mile 12 or 13, and he kept going, right? You don't want the end. You don't want to die at the end of your career, I'm saying. But every day is a new day. Every interaction is a new interaction. And yeah, this job could beat you up. Parents, they, you know, could be challenging. Uh, but that we have to find that inner strength uh, to show up for kids. Uh, we chose to do this. No one forced us to do it. And I think we have a moral responsibility as, as educators to, to put our best foot forward. You know, uh, I love Teach Like a Pirate, uh, the great Dave Burgess, right? And, and yeah. if kids had a choice, if they didn't have to go to your class, is your lesson that entertaining, that exciting, that energetic that they buy a ticket, right? Mm -hmm. Think about that. If they didn't have to be there, would they? So, uh, and again, I know that's not the world we live, but if you lived with that mindset, people would be banging to get in, mm -hmm. not dying to get out, and you would become more energized, right? For those teachers that maybe you are feeling down, you are looking for something. Well, energy breeds energy. Mm. Not, not, you know, if you're constantly in that, you know, just mode of I'm down, I'm down. Maybe it's a spark from someone else, like you said, right? Maybe it's changing uh, some exercise, your diet things like that. Uh, but it's a journey. So you're speaking my language. Yeah. Keep rolling. Right? we got to keep rolling. Tomorrow's a new day. Well, and I think too, you know, it comes from the perspective of burnout is an opportunity to grow. And I think if you look at it from that perspective, you can look inside of what you're doing every day and whether or not it's adding to your life or subtracting from your life or adding to your happiness as a teacher or taking away and looking at what you can control. So everything that you've told us today really lends itself to that belief. So thank you so much for being here on the, on the podcast and tell people where they can find you. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Andrew Murata 21. Uh, I write a blog. I'd love for you to sign up on my website, andrewmurata.com. Amber, I'm going to invite you to uh, uh, guest write for me. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, but the blogs are fun. I enjoy writing them. I that's another thing teachers can do, right? I don't have the time. Sure you do. Things that you're passionate about, experiences that you have, right? Start blogging. That's a, that's a great activity. Um, and then I, my podcast is uh, hashtag ELB, Education, Leadership, and Beyond. I'm looking forward to having you on, uh, Amber. Uh, and I'd love to give uh, a couple books away. If uh, I'll, Let's say... Uh, we'll go your top three. If you get comments, Amber, or someone reaches out to you, or they want to reach out to me, we'll say your top three people that reach out, maybe comment on the podcast or give you a positive review on your podcast. You send me the address and uh, we'll get them a book because it's not just for principals. I actually just, uh, we republished it. It's going to be named The School Leader. Mm. And we're all, we're all leaders in the school. So it's The School oh, yes. Leader, Surviving and Thriving. And uh, I'd love to give away three of those copies. Love it. Awesome. Well, we'll come up with something fun for whenever this episode launches. Yeah. And uh, thank you again so much for your time. I know you're a very busy person and I just appreciate your time so much. Let's keep rolling, Amber. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes. 
and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Burn on.